Robert Mueller's appointment as special counsel marks a pivotal moment for Donald Trump's presidency and the investigation into possible links between his campaign and the Russian government. The former FBI director will have broad powers, including the authority to pursue criminal charges. He won't have complete independence, but he will have a longer leash than a traditional federal prosecutor would have. With us to discuss the appointment and what it could mean are William Weld, former governor of Massachusetts and also former U.S. attorney in Boston, where one of the lawyers working under him was Robert Mueller, and William Banks, who is a director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse Law School. Welcome to you both. Governor, um, I, I do want to get into how much both power and independence Bob Mueller uh, will have, but, but if I could just briefly get your reaction to the appointment of Mueller by the deputy attorney general. Was this a good move? Oh, I think it's a good move for the entire country uh, and and for the world. I mean, I, I've known Bob Mueller for a long time. I, I hired him out of the San Francisco U.S. Attorney's Office way back in 1982. He came to Boston, where I was the U.S. Attorney, and became head of the criminal division, then deputy U.S. Attorney. Then he succeeded me as U.S. Attorney. I went to Washington to be head of the criminal division in Maine Justice. He succeeded me in that position, and... Uh, you know, he's just the straightest guy I've ever met in my life and very able. So I think the country and the world can have confidence that no stone will be left unturned. On the other hand, there's going to be no slanting of anything. There will, there will not be a witch hunt. There will not be politics involved in this investigation. Director Banks, the office into which he is stepping is different from the office occupied by independent counsels like Kenneth Starr and Lawrence Walsh. And I wanted you to explain just what the differences are, how he is not entirely separate from the Justice Department. It's a good question. <clears throat> I think, as Governor Weld said, because this is Bob Mueller, uh, the differences that we can identify now aren't going to matter so much because of his tremendous integrity and the reputation that he brings uh, to this assignment. Absolutely no one will have any doubt about the independence of the investigation or, as the governor said, the thoroughness. That said, it, it, the regulations now are Justice Department regulations. So unlike the the independent counsels of old, the Lawrence Walsh and Ken Starr investigations and others, this one is not authorized by statute. It's authorized by the department itself. So in theory uh, and in practice, uh, Mueller will report to the attorney general. Uh, so he's, he's, uh, he's authorized under this, uh, this n notice from uh, Mr. Rosenstein to conduct the investigation that uh, uh, was described and confirmed by uh, James Comey in his testimony before the House Intelligence Committee. He's authorized to look into any links or coordination between the Russian government and those associated with the Trump campaign, any matters that arose or could arise directly from that investigation, and, and any other matters within the scope of, of federal law. So it, it's a very broad uh, mandate, and, and indeed, in theory, he could be questioned by the attorney general, but because it's Bob Mueller, I think none of us will worry about that. Governor, well, one difference is that uh, Ken Starr could not be fired by the president. Um, as, if I understand this correctly, Donald Trump could actually direct that, that Bob Mueller be fired. Do you think uh, that will uh, affect his work, uh, make it more difficult for him? 
No, it's not going to slow him down one iota because he wouldn't care if somebody did the wrong thing and and fired him. He's just going to get to the bottom of it. He, he'll be a complete terrier. Uh, and as I say, it's going to be it's going to be even-handed. I would expect. And, and by the way, special counsel don't have to indict anybody just because they have that power. And and uh, you know, uh, I, when I was head of the criminal division in Maine Justice, I operated under that uh, independent counsel statute. And uh, my memory is more often than not. No charges were filed. So people shouldn't rush to assume that there are going to be criminal indictments uh, out of this. Uh, my, my guess is that uh, under all the circumstances, uh, Mr. Mueller might find it appropriate to issue a report of his findings or the FBI's findings at the end of the investigation, which he certainly has the power to do. I mean, even a grand jury can issue a report uh, of its uh, findings if it, if it wants to. Uh, and that would, I think, make everybody feel better. We're talking about Robert Mueller's appointment as special counsel with uh, William Weld, the former governor of Massachusetts, and a man who hired Robert Mueller for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston, and William Banks. He is the director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse Law School. Governor Weld, you were uh, talking a moment ago about the possibility that this wouldn't end up with any criminal charges, but instead a report. H- how long would you expect this whole process to take? This, this, uh, the allegation here are, are, are quite quite varied, and it seems like there are a number of prongs, and and, and that it sh- could be could be certainly months before we get an, a resolution for this. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, it could be months, but that's nothing in, in, in complicated criminal investigations. You know, a, a typical long lead time grand jury investigation in the financial area might take uh, eighteen months, but they're not going to let this happen. The bureau is going to bring all its resources to bear, and uh, you know, it'll it'll be counted in months, but I think the number will probably be you know. Few Fewer than six, uh, and you know, three or four, if if possible. But uh, it's a complex investigation. The the interest, an interesting point that I think you mentioned earlier is the relationship between uh, the Justice Department investigation and congressional investigations. And conflicts can arise there when Congress immunizes witnesses in order to give testimony publicly before Congress. Because once that happens, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to prosecute the person criminally because you have to prove that uh, none of your leads, none of your evidence came from the public testimony. That happened with Colonel Oliver North in Iran-Contra uh, in 1986 when I was in Washington uh, handling that one, and he could never be prosecuted. I'm not saying he would have been, but he never could be. And if I were Michael Flynn's lawyer right now, I would be running, not walking, to the Senate committee saying, we're happy to testify uh, in front of your august bodies. Uh, just understand my man's a witness, so we'll be there uh, under immunity, and uh, boy, do we have a tale to tell. That can be very tangy to Congress, and they feel a responsibility to get facts out there, just as the Justice Department does. But Dire- uh, we'll see We'll see how that rolls out. Director Banks, if there are no criminal charges that are likely to come from this, what will be the ultimate use of the final report? Uh, f- uh, from Mr. Mueller, I think Governor Weld put it well. Uh, many times these investigations do not lead to criminal indictments, but instead to a report. And the, and the report, it, its purpose is not to answer public questions about what happened, but to determine a set of foreign intelligence and counterintelligence objectives that may or may not have criminal uh, attributes. So it'll be important to put the the possibility of criminal conduct in this area 
to rest. What what was not emphasized in the appointment of Mueller, uh, for obvious reasons, is that the underlying investigation remains about the influences of Russia on the 2016 presidential election. So whatever Congress does going forward will certainly focus on that question. It's a very important question. Could uh, you know? It could get into questions about whether sanctions are appropriate in response to the activity of a hostile foreign power, uh, whether the oversight uh, powers of Congress uh, have revealed something about fraud or abuse in the executive branch, and whether Congress might need new legislative measures to protect our electoral system. What about? I'm sorry. Just what about Trump's possible uh, obstruction of justice? Who is investigating that? Well, that would be Mr. Mueller. It's possible for Congress to conduct its own investigation, but to the extent there's criminal wrongdoing, that's encompassed in the Justice Department writ. Governor Weld, uh, the um, his uh, uh, Mr. Mueller's law firm, Wilmer Hale, his old law firm, uh, apparently represented Ivanka Trump. Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, all players in this whole whole uh, affair, and and Richard Painter, the former chief ethics officer in the in the George W. Bush administration, has suggested that Bob Mueller might need to recuse himself from decisions involving those people because of the involvement of his former law firm. If that happens, um, how much of a complication is that for this investigation? You know, I'm I'm not sure I see Bob needing to recuse himself because of uh, relationships of his former law firm. Uh, you know, if he personally worked on those cases, which I very much doubt, uh, that would be a different matter. But uh, I'm not I'm not sure I see that as a big stumbling uh, block to his investigation. And Director Banks, do we need a select committee or some other kind of independent commission in addition to Mueller's investigation and those already going on in Congress? I think to focus on the underlying question of the Russian involvement in the election and and future threats to the integrity of our electoral system, something like an independent commission would be a very good idea. It follows a different path and has different objectives than an investigation of any uh, association of the Trump campaign with this matter. Governor Weld, let me just give you the last word. There's a Wall Street Journal editorial today that said that Mr. Mueller will be, quote, under pressure to bring criminal indictments of some kind to justify his existence. Uh, they, they worry that he will become also, quote, de facto untouchable. Well, we only have about 30 seconds left, but maybe I could get your reaction to that. Well, if anybody's not going to buckle to pressure, it's going to be Bob Mueller. He has nothing nothing to prove to anybody. He doesn't uh, have to go out and make a name for himself. He's, he's made a great name and life for himself already. So uh, I, I don't think that uh, he would succumb in any degree to political pressure. It wouldn't matter who was uh, yelling at him or uh, pointing fingers. That's uh, one advantage of having led a, a long, good, and productive life as he has. Well, uh, people yelling at other people and pointing fingers is what happens in this town, so there may well be some of that. I want to thank our guests, William Weld, former Massachusetts governor, and William Banks, director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse Law School, for joining us here on Bloomberg Law. Coming up, the I word is in the air. That's impeachment. Uh, But is it perhaps Democrats who have something to worry about, and maybe they should be careful? We'll discuss that in a few moments. You're listening to Bloomberg Law. This is Bloomberg.